Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this special early edition of the Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jeff Fagan, and today we have a very special guest on the show. So Lonnie Newman is not only a uh, producer, a director, she runs her own production company and is linked to Diego and I in a very special way. We actually all met on set of this show called Birth the Conqueror back in 2010, if you can believe it or not. And, you know, it was very special for me because it was the first job I had on set as a PA. And Diego was actually working too as talent. He was one of the judges in this episode, which basically centered around wakeboarding. But it was a very special time in my life because I was at a crossroads where I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was really into filmmaking, but I was going to school for business. And it basically transitioned my thought and my process of what career path I wanted to take into filmmaking and is, is part of the roots and what I chose to end up doing as a, as a DP, as a filmmaker, as a creator. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Diego and Lonnie and let's talk a little bit about how we met. And here we go. Lonnie, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Oh my gosh. It's such an honor to see you guys. Mm, it's so like, great to it see you. It feels like it couldn't have been 2010, but you're right. It was 2010. Yeah. Time flies. Time flies. They say time flies when you're having fun. And I think, yeah. you know, we've all, we've all been busy and having a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely. Diego, what do you remember about when we did Birth the Conquer? Well, this is like the first time I see Lonnie in at least like 10 years besides mm. social media. We were just talking about it, but what I do remember is that day was very windy. It was freezing. We were out at Skirix and that was my home turf. And uh, basically this production company decided to come do one of the episodes that was for Bert's show. That was uh, where he would go to locations and just do wild stuff, going to roller coaster, try to do wakeboarding and just a goofy mm -hmm. character. And that's where I met Lonnie. She was uh, directing the whole thing and they had me teach Bert how to wakeboard, which was really funny. He's just a goofy character. and. And it was just a really good interaction. You were great. You you were, it was fun. It, was, it didn't seem like work for me. It was like mm -hmm. we were hanging out and I was just thinking somebody knew how to ride. So that was a really cool experience and, and excited to see what, what you're doing nowadays, what you're getting into. And this, I've just been telling you virtual directing and stuff. So I'm excited to kind of hear about that and you can emphasize on it a bit. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I remember that day you guys were amazingly easy to work with it was seamless we showed up early there was so many pieces i think people don't realize actually how many pieces go into a tv show and i know there were times where it must have felt like you're waiting forever to be on camera or whatever but uh i remember that um you took very good care of bert <laughs> <laughs> I do remember he he ate it so hard. Yep, yep. yep. Um, wakeboarding, which was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I remember we had this great bite from him calling it like a neti pot. Like if you ever wanted to like get your sinus, like when he would just. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Just, uh, yeah, absolutely. Water. Definitely had a sinus flush. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you guys are so helpful. And Jeff, I love hearing that this kind of helped your like career path because i think yeah, absolutely we traveled around the country for two seasons we shot 26 episodes and we would always bring on local um people to help and i know mm. a lot of the local people i follow them and they're all doing magnificent things and it's so inspiring to me to see how you know 
people have started as a PA and are now doing, you know, steady cam or mm. directing or DPing like yourself or mm. I mean, so many different things. And so yeah, it's fascinating. absolutely. Yeah. And Diego, you were so good. You were so easy on camera. You weren't camera shy at all. It was fantastic. You were kind of the perfect, like, cool to Bert's, you know, crazy, like, what are you, what am I about to do right now kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was really yeah, it was a total. It was a dream to shoot with you guys. And, um, and yeah, that was it, was, it was a great process. I mean, especially working with Bert for someone who's, I don't think he ever wakeboarded before, right? That Never. was his first time ever. So it, it was a breeze to work with him. He was, he was, uh, he was so nice. You know, you don't really expect that on a TV show. You think someone's going to come out there and they're going to be very bossy. And he was just really cool. Everyone on the set was cool and easy to work with. And that was what, what made it so interesting. Yeah. I think we prided ourselves on that. And Bert, you know, is Bert. So mm. <laughs> there's no mm. act. That's yeah. him. And yeah. if you followed him, he's freakishly i mean he he calls it the mickey mantle gene that he has a mickey mm. mantle gene like he is for someone of his physical uh attributes he is incredibly athletic mm. like, believe it or, you know you wouldn't necessarily assume it but he would if he was on here he would say you know he would agree he's incredibly athletic for uh and so but any but regardless uh he's he's fun it's fun it had to be fun and it should be mm. fun and if you're in this business it should be fun and if yeah, it's not absolutely. fun i mean that's why everyone gets into this i mm. think right like or whatever it is you do if no one is forcing you to get into production right yeah. like you might be forced into accounting or doctors or whatever mm -hmm. business as you said but if if you're doing production hopefully you love it absolutely um, um, so do you remember, I don't know if, if you, you specifically chose wakeboarding as his activity, but do you remember why they chose wakeboarding as one of his, uh, shtigs for that episode? Um, yes, I, well, I'm, sh I don't, I'm sure it was for the high probability of wipeouts. <laughs> nothing right. is funnier. And I, it's true. Nothing is funnier uh -huh. than watching someone eat it. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, it's, absolutely. I don't care if you watch it online or whatever you watch it, ridiculousness, whatever, like mm -hmm. those shows are jackass. Like they're amazing they're because exciting. it's so it's funny. Experience where you're like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. There's something primal about watching another human being fail. just fail at something. Yeah. Fail <laughs> as hard as they can. Yeah. So, no, that, that totally makes sense now. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> we were like, this is it. And also, you know, he hoped we were hoping he wouldn't get hurt and he didn't. So that was, mm. you know, amazing. Physically hurt. Maybe, maybe his pride was hurt, but physically he wasn't hurt. So yeah, it was so, a good time. So tell me, um, tell me a little bit about, so how did you get started in filmmaking? What was your path that kind of led you to where we are now? Um, okay. So great question. I went to film school. So, mm. you know, there's a million different thoughts about if it's worth it or not, but mm. um, I went and it just helped me realize like, yeah, this is it. This is what I want to do. Um, and then I just, I was in San Francisco, which there's not a ton of work. Mm. So I just hustled. And then um, I uh, came to New York on uh, my birthday to party my face off for my birthday <laughs> weekend. And uh didn't know it, but I met my future husband in some dive bar. No. And nine months later, I was living in New York. 
and um, we were together. We got married a year later. And so I was in New York and it just, I was like, this is it. This is the time to really like make this dream come true, put my degree. And so I just hustled. I truly hustled and um, was very lucky to just kind of get in as a PA, then move up, you know, did free work. Like I did all the legit, you know, stuff they tell you to do. And if you're good enough, you don't stay at free very long. That was my That's my reality. And I think it's my reality for with anyone I've ever worked with. If they've come on a job for free for me and they're good, they're not going to stay free more than a gig or two. So then I worked my way up and I truly got so excited. Um, Bert was one of my first directing jobs. (laughs) Wow. And I think you were so good at it. You were so good at it. Like I would never have known. (laughs) Thank you. Well, you know, Bert is Bert truly. He's a huge talent. If you guys don't know Bert Kreischer, Google him, the audience. He's got a million Netflix specials and he went on to have like two more travel channel shows after Bert the Conqueror. Uh, He's a huge talent and working with him was very, was like the best for my first gig because we just taught each other so much and he's very generous and he's very good and he, he, just it made it easy, but what was hard, yes, was all those stunts and all the rigging, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. I think Diego and Jeff, did you guys help us with some of the rigging, like where to rig? I know we needed yes. advice. Yeah, we 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 basically our expertise was where to put the GoPros on, like on the body, on you know, the boards themselves, um, because I think I think GoPros were relatively new back then. I mean, they were they were still great, but it wasn't it wasn't as they weren't as big as they are now. Right. Um, so right. yeah, that, that was we, hard. Yeah, when we show up, we don't know like you guys do. Yeah. And you guys had already, I'm sure you guys are already filming yourselves a ton. I think we use a lot of your cameras as well. Mm-hmm. The- uh, yeah, literally that year was when we when we started doing a lot of that. Because GoPro wasn't big literally until 2010. They started having, uh, you were able to get their cameras a lot easier and they got a lot of a bigger name. But yeah, it was uh, definitely I mean- the start of us filming ourselves. You know, we may have even picked Ski Rickson because we probably saw some Diego videos. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. During that time, yeah, we did stuff with Telemundo. Yeah. And then we had something with uh, West Palm Beach, like the morning channel. We did like a few things. Ski Rickson was yeah. a lot of television gigs. So yeah. it was because of this. It could, it, that, you know, it could have very well been. I mean, we needed something in Florida, but mm. I think... I'm sure we had producers scanning the internet for cool video footage. And I feel like mm-hmm. we found, I feel like I saw some of Diego before we even got there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. Almost. Yeah. Well, and at that time there wakeboarding wasn't where it is today, as far as the amount of cable parks, I, I'm pretty sure it was yeah. just, there were just two cable parks at that time in Florida. It was. So there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of choices. Very new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I didn't even know if there was a second one. So that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we picked the right one. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> we did. But anyway, yeah. And so that it just, you know, you I think the best thing about uh you know, if there's any advice to be made, it's or to be gleamed from my career path, it's mm. take every job, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. don't be too good to do something for free. Absolutely in the beginning. But then know your worth once you once you have experience, know your worth and f- don't be afraid to quit a shitty job. So uh, I got to Sharp Entertainment by way of quitting a shitty job. So, Mm. you know, it's not 
career suicide to leave something that is disrespectful or, you know, not, um, not <laughs> human working. Not great for your career. Yeah. And it's not good for you and you won't be at your best performance and you will show up to set like, you know, not with the right headset, which will also go against you. So it's just bad So walk away from those gigs. Don't be afraid that you will find your next gig. Um, and the one thing you were telling me that you did that I completely agree with is, you know, you can't just get into this filmmaking game and say, I want to be a director or I want to be a DP. You really have to go through the ranks and you go through the ranks because later on in life, you want to have the experience of all those different jobs, especially if you as a director, you need to know where your strengths and your weaknesses are. And you basically need to hire who's going to fill in for your weaknesses. You need to, if you're not good at, you know, editing or, um, you know, you're not good at color correction or, you know, you're not the best at grip or electric. You need to hire who's going to compliment you to bring your strengths up. And it's great to know how those jobs work in order to do those hiring. Uh, that Absolutely. Kind of and you know what, when I, I mean, I could tell anyone who might be like thinking about PAing. I mean, you just get yourself on set. Just get yourself on set because yes, you'll be able to have those moments where you can watch the director, mm -hmm. right? And you can see what they're doing. You mm -hmm. can see um, what the, how the DP has figured it out. Yep. How the yep. you know if there is a gaffer who does the lights, what trick did they just use? Mm -hmm. You know, like it's especially just, free film school. It is, and pay attention, pay attention. Mm -hmm. And my other thing as a director, what I and a producer. It, if you can anticipate what I need before I need it, even if it's just a coffee or a water, <laughs> or like, you know, you're, you're standing at attention, kind of. mm -hmm. then, then your money to me, that money meaning like, Oh, I can't live without you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so, you know, if you're waiting to be told something, well, they didn't mm -hmm. tell me to do something. Well, then You're not above average. It's more work. It's more work for me to have to figure out what to tell you while I'm also directing the show while I'm also, you know what I mean? So be a quick learner, pay attention, you know, um, and like save any kind of film school questions though, till the end, not, mm -hmm. not while we're shooting, not yeah, while we're interrupt the flow. On. Yeah. 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 Um, wait till wrap drinks, wrap beers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a question, Ronnie, for yeah. me, somebody who's not, I mean, I speak a lot with Jeff and we've done a lot of stuff together, like videos, wake for movies and all kinds of stuff like this. But let's say I see the director as the person who kind of leads it's the leader in making all these different parts and pieces and components come together in an organized fashion. So you guys can produce something that's, that's organized, right? So you can get to your, to your final product. So that's basically what you're saying, right? So you take care of just making sure the flow of all these things, which is the camera guy, this guy, the voice, the, the lighting is all working so it's efficient and it delivers, right? Absolutely. On a smaller set, yes. Like ideally, um, on, on like a BERT, for sure, 100%. Mm -hmm. On a bigger project, there's producers to help so the director can focus on the talent. Mm -hmm. Right. Like in a perfect mm -hmm. world, in a bigger set, directors should be focusing on talent mm -hmm. and the shot. Yeah. Right. With the DP. Delivering the message, what, what you want to grasp from this scene. And like, what's absolutely. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. my head should be in the emotion we're trying to create in the story mm -hmm. we're trying to tell. Um, but sometimes you don't have that luxury and you have to right. also be concerned about 
you know, do we have water? Is this okay? What did we move this car so this guy can get out? Like sometimes it is that way. It's not glamorous. And when people can help you with that so that I can stay in the moment, that's gonna that's huge. But yeah, but, but you're right, Diego. The, the director should be capturing the moment and the story um, at the end of the day. That's my job. That's mm. my job. Well, so, so I had to get wipeouts. Yeah. I mean, I had to get wipeouts for two and a half years. It was amazing. <laughs> I was going to tell you, because when you were directing something, that's like the bird show that was like adrenaline and like a roller coaster and reactions. There's parts there where it's just improvised. It's just like, listen, you're going to go on that thing. And if you fall and bust your ass, I can't direct that. That's you. Like, that's just natural. That's organic. Absolutely. I, exactly. So you're right. I had to get all the pieces in place so that the magic could happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge believer in you can only produce so much. And then you go, you show up. And you let the magic happen. You believe in your host. Yeah. You believe in your crew. You believe in the scenario you've created. And you don't schedule yourself so minute to minute that you don't have time mm. for Bert to be like, oh, I got this idea. Or, <laughs> you know? Because you need those. He, his ideas are always a, every single time worth worth us pursuing. And they were never in, this, in our schedule. And yet that's where the magic happens. And you're right, Diego, like, okay, please wipe out. Like, okay, we've set this up perfectly now. Please wipe out, right? So, um, and that's exactly it. And I think that's what gives us all the adrenaline rush. And that's what the audience goes, oh my God, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the, it's the stuff that is the magic. Right. So like all the other stuff is good and sets it up. And then it's like, oh, wow. Uh-huh. No. And that's the, that's the crack that kind of keeps me going back every single time is that like when you're in the edit and you've got your final piece and it, you see that magic and I, you're like, oh, I need to be more, more please. <laughs> this is a big Another wipeout. a lot of ideas and creativity, just success. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Very interesting. So from the, uh, from the travel channel, well, what was, what was your next move at once you left working with Bert? So not long after Bert, uh, I did a show for Oprah's network about cheaters called Unfaithful. <laughs> Very <different. laughs> yeah, yeah I wanted to do something totally different and I did. Um, mm -hmm. And then we, uh, I became a mom. Mm -hmm. So it, job yet. Yeah, exactly. So in 2011, um, my husband and I, we actually adopted our daughter from Tennessee at when she was born, the day she was born. And so that was a whole new, like, how do I do this still? Um, and like anything that you have to learn, I just had to make a lot of mistakes. And I just kept thinking I could still do my exact job and be a mom. And that didn't work very <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i just you know i but i was blessed enough i did i produced some do you guys remember made on mtv yes yeah yep. absolutely so that was my first job after being a mom was producing a wow. couple maids at mtv and then i i did a bunch of a ton of different stuff and i the big last big tv directing i did was say yes to the dress Okay. Um, Very cool. Yes to the dress. What what was that one? That, that was? is um, oh Diego, I can't believe you haven't watched it. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. You're you're not necessarily our demographic, but um, it's women women looking for their uh, ultimate wedding dress. 
at this. Oh, I need it. I watched the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. See? Now you know. You know. Um, cool though. I, that's like something my mom would watch. Oh my gosh! I bet you, if you ask her, she's watched it. Yeah. No. I, was, it. I have two sisters and my mom. Okay, so tell them. I guarantee you, a hundred percent, they have watched it, and they've watched it for like hours because you can't just watch one they're very bingeable shows people binge them forever so anyways so that was fun and then it then i just was like okay this is really hard and i need to be home so i started necessary media which um i said to jeff the reason it's necessary is because that's i have to keep creating but i can't be a gun for hire anymore. So mm -hmm. it's my company. I just thought, oh, it, this is necessary because it's necessary for right. me. No, I love the name. Yeah, all these, uh, that show that you were doing with the wedding dresses. What was yes. that? Oh, say yes to the dress. Say yes to the dress. You have to fly out to other locations. So the first season that I was on there, we didn't. And, I, and it shot right in New York, 20 minutes train ride from my house. So I thought, oh, this is perfect mom job. Yeah, yeah. and then... The next season, they changed it, and we had to fly. <laughs> so I, I, I couldn't escape the travel, and it was hard. It was hard. So not mom-friendly, and I understand. Um, I was thrilled to have done. I think I, I, we did a lot of episodes. I can't even remember. So um, it was a gift. I was so honored to be on there. And then, you know, it just propelled me to start my own company, which is good. Because mm -hmm. now I'm so, talking with you guys, and you know. So now, with with necessary, you, you kind of switched the kind of of work that you were doing to what you're doing now, right? You move more to like commercials and and working with, uh, from what I understand, small businesses and in creating creating commercials for local businesses and, and content like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I well, I create for nonprofits. I create okay, gotcha. now. I get to, now I get to choose the content cool. I create, which is really exciting, and I'm super passionate i'm super liberal i'm super passionate mm -hmm. about um uh women's rights uh about everybody's rights basically mm -hmm. <laughs> i want i i think it's time you know there's still so much work to do mm -hmm. uh in our country um so that everybody can be perceived as equal can have equal opportunities can mm -hmm. um you know, not be judged by their sexuality, their skin right. color, their accent, whatever it may be. Um, and especially, and, you know, and I feel as a female, um, for so long, women, uh, men have, in Hollywood, men have written and directed what women think and say. Right. So I was raised on all movies <laughs> that every woman pretty much in them said what a man wrote right. and was filmed by men. And it was not, and I'm not saying that there aren't classic movies, but that's enough. <laughs> it's you not know, a reflection of reality. It's not, a, a, and there is a difference. A female will put, I mean, when Wonder Woman came out and the success of Wonder Woman and just even, you know, it's directed by a woman and you can see her costume isn't as revealing. The camera angles aren't about, bodies and boobs and you know but it's true mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. this is this is a different lens yeah. showing Absolutely. the it's not the physical attributes you know not just filtering society to one thing and and then it's it's also on tv and we're blasted with images and 
and all kinds of stuff. And then you get this result as a collective nation where there's taboos, there's stigmas, and there's institutional racism in some cases, and there's feminism in some cases. Yeah, I totally agree with you. You see it in Hollywood. And I've seen like here and last year, these are like the first few years where you start seeing a lot of more female actors winning stuff, a lot of more directors. So mm -hmm. I think there's a change. Absolutely. And we're like women are being held to a male gaze standard, right? So like so often in TV, the way a man or director or writer or all of them want a woman to be is the way she is. On and then we as a society consume that and then we believe that and then it's perpetuated. And yeah. that is yeah, and it's not just women, it's races, it's, you know, minorities being the sidekicks all the time, never yeah, the hero, yeah. women being, you know, coming in as the tool that just kind of is there for a minute or two and then out of the plot because it's not really about her, it's just about like, you know, it's it's so lopsided and in many times very problematic. And raising a daughter, my daughter's eight now, and raising a young mind, I, I don't want her to feel like she's just a plot point over here, mm -hmm. you know, to the, to the white male storyline. Like that's just, that's not, but that is how society learns and sees itself is through its stories, right? So we have to, we have to even up our stories. So now as with necessary media, I've taken on a lot of nonprofits, female nonprofits. Um, uh, I did promotional work for a company called Run, Vote, Lead. They trained women to run for office and win. Wow. And that was amazing. <laughs> um, I also did a series called The Power of Choice, a series of videos interviewing women who have had abortions to mm. destigmatize abortion and mm. to right now more than ever old white men want to tell us what to do with our bodies yeah. and that is not cool yeah <laughs> you know we we are smart human beings who can make choices over our own bodies what's best mm. for us and these pieces that i did i mean i have a range of women from um a mom who already has two children and a third it's a parenting decision for her to not have a third. She's going to be a better mom to not have a third, you know, um, mm -hmm. to someone who was in an abusive relationship at the age of 16 and pregnant and her whole life would have been different if she, yep. you know, and it's her choice to choose herself and her life. Mm -hmm. And so getting these stories out is necessary media as well to me. I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, it comes full circle at that point. Yeah. And then I also do, but what's cool about being your own boss is I can tell these really mm -hmm. awesome stories about women and, and then I can go do some really badass workout videos for this high end boutique gym in New York. That's all just like muscles, mm -hmm. sweat, like, you know, yeah. like, mm -hmm. I mean, come on. It's like the best. Yeah, the best. of course. So, so I guess we'll, we'll transition cause we're, yeah. we're, uh, we're getting at the 30 minute mark and I want to really talk about, um, the whole virtual directing, but let's kind of step back and, and talk about how you got to that point. So obviously everything happened with COVID, uh, at least with me personally, a lot of things that I had booked were all canceled. Um, so how did it affect you, uh, with, with how you run necessary productions and, and, and all of your stuff? Yeah. 2020 was 
looking to be my most successful year. I had so many shoots, you guys. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And then, you know, and there's a bunch that you just can't do virtually, like mm -hmm. because they center around conferences, right, you know, big right. conferences and thing, events. So I get yeah. it. But um, my client who runs, I'm going to give a shout out to the training lab in New York City. If you guys are ever in New York City, give, give the, check them out. Best workout in the city. Um, they wanted to get ahead of this COVID. Uh, you know, the gym was shut down. They wanted to show everybody that they still could take classes online. And they reached out to me. Well, so so I'm, I'm going to pop up the uh, video. Give me one second. Okay, awesome. There we go. The training lab, NYC. Yeah. So here we go. No, there's there's no audio, but this was the video that, that you created and you directed virtually, correct? Absolutely. So some of those glitches are actually put in there on purpose in post. They're, uh, they're mm. an effect. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted this, the point of this is that you can take virtual classes and that they can kick your ass just as hard <laughs> during COVID. Yeah, no, no so, it definitely proves that point. Yeah. So we, so those glitches you see were put in there on purpose and uh, in edit and was part of the vision. But yeah, I mean, it plays on their Instagram. It got, I know it was up to over 600 views not too long, you know, very soon after releasing. Um, and it got people pumped. If you, if you can hear it with the music, if you go to the training lab, NYC's mm -hmm. Instagram, you can hear it with music and mm -hmm. it's just, it pumps you up. So like, even and, and if just you want to note too, um, in yeah. our description on both Facebook and YouTube, we actually have the link to this video. So you guys can watch it with sound. Uh, we also have a link to Lonnie's Instagram, to her mm -hmm. website. So definitely give her a look when we're, you know, when we're all done, because it's great to be able to watch it and experience it the way it's meant to be experienced. And you also get a little bit of a behind the scenes look at how this was created. So it's cool all around. Um, so sorry, sorry for interrupting. No, you. no, thank you for that. the plugs. We'll take yeah, them. No problem. Um, <laughs> but basically what we did is, uh, so I had my camera guy and he is also an editor. He has a 4K screen. I'm going to get, I'm not super techie, but mm -hmm. he has a 4K editing monitor. So that was a Zoom class. And mm -hmm. we would make some of the people in the Zoom class full screen and record mm -hmm. off the monitor through QuickTime. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just like recording. And then we would go back to the, you know, so we would select, it was basically, if you can imagine like a live sports broadcast directing. So I'm okay. watching through FaceTime, my editor, my editor's screen. And he's got the class with like 20 people and I'm telling him which one to make bigger. Mm. So we can, ha and then, so that we can have those shots full screen to edit with, if that makes sense. And then the coach is talking. I don't know if you remember, we did, we might've done this with you, um, Diego, but like at the end of the class, I had the coaches give me the lines that they're saying individually. And we recorded those full screen. So all of these and stuff like that we did after the class. And then, um, but all the class is real. So, and then we just, we edit it together. We put graphics at the top, graphics at the end. 
sick, like awesome music from Soundstripe. I'll give them a plug. We love Soundstripe, right, Jeff? I love Soundstripe. <laughs> right, we love Soundstripe. Mm. And uh, we were able to turn it around in 24 hours. So, so you know, this is great for gyms because they're really affected by this. It's a really powerful way of sh getting people amped and showing them like, we're open, here's the deal, 10 bucks, no equipment, let's do this 45 minutes, let's go. You know, yeah. and I think- I feel Ronnie like with being <laughs> at home, I'm like anxious and a lot of people, they have stress, they're thinking about so much and you need to exercise, you, you have mm. to. Or meditate or breathe or something that's helping. And just watching that video, I'm like, I want to do it. It's like 10 yes. bucks. It looks amazing. I'm like, that's it's absolutely moving. I think that's, that's the goal, though. It wants, it wants you to get up off your butt and, and get and take the class, and, and it does it. It does it very effectively. Right. And I think, you know, I think that now more than ever, and I get, here's the thing, I get it. Clients, people don't know their budget. We don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know what we can pay for. I mean, the good mm -hmm. thing about virtual directing is it's you don't have a whole crew there, right? Right. You're not paying for a whole crew, so that was. I'll just tell you that was under a thousand dollars for for that video, um, way under. <laughs> yeah, well, especially um, when you don't have to have like everyone's their own cameraman at that point, so everyone's providing their own camera feed, and it's really right. just you and your editor, right? Exactly. So, and there's no lunch for the crew. There's no, mm -hmm. there's no way. <laughs> Pretty easy. So these yeah. are affordable. They're great ways because people are on their phones more than ever. You need content more than ever. So yeah. I, I feel like, you know, it's, I wanted to give people something, but that's, that's one way. The other thing I've been doing, I haven't done yet, but I'm, and I can report back, but, um, mm -hmm. You know, all my film contacts, like we're all kind of talking and like, how, what can we do? And when, if there are filmmakers watching, um, some of the ideas that have come up are, you know, if you have a GoPro and you have a client who needs something more professional looking than recording a Zoom video off a computer, um, you can mail them a GoPro and they can mm -hmm. set that up. They can use their iPhone audio app to mm. get a backup audio although i think gopro audio is pretty good um yeah. they can uh, film on, yeah they can film on that they can upload to dropbox and we can edit we can be on zoom live with them and help them with their lighting mm -hmm. um you know i'm if i have a client potentially that has a bigger project i will just directly like send them some tripods and stuff directly they can hold on to them till afterwards, you know. Um, there's ways. There's mm -hmm. ways it can be done, and um, it just means a little bit more. The client has to control the camera, but if you give them a simple camera, even their iPhone 10 or iPhone 11, um, I guess, yeah. And I just I'll give this to your viewers. I am my camera guy is testing it out, so I don't know yet. But um, it's called mm -hmm. Filmic. Have you guys heard of Filmic? Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, okay. Pro. So I am very good app, very good app. Great. Okay. Yeah, it, well, it, 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 the reason it's great, um, besides the fact that you can like put filters and do everything, it basically lets you use your iPhone, the video on your iPhone to the right. full capability. Yeah. Right. So it, it doesn't have the limitations. Yeah. I'm sorry. It unlocks like your DSLR capability. Basically. Yeah. yeah. It gets, yeah. It, it gets, it gives you the highest quality 
iPhone video you could get possible out of that phone, out of every iPhone, pretty much. Right. Wow. Yeah, mm. and it's, it's $14.99. I know there's in-app purchases, but that's still mm. nothing. If you were to buy that for your client or have your client download it, mm -hmm. then right there, all they need is their phone. Um, yeah, I if mean, you, if you, if you like, have a more... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, it's true. So, you know, I think it can be done. We just mm -hmm. have to communicate, like just get the hive mind together and talk with other filmmakers, do things mm -hmm. like this, share ways that you think it can work. Mm -hmm. um, and edit, edit. I mean, edits always, editors have always been alone. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, yeah. editors are like, what? COVID? This is my life. I'm yeah, already, yeah. They're, already, they're like, hey, you give me work. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Quarantining since last year, editing. Yeah. Uh, so, it, I mean, and, and also, I love thank you for having the palm tree in the background. I do. I, I was counting on you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Thank you so much. Been around it, but whatever. It's it's there. It reminds me. It's of there. It's flapping. It lets, no. lets us know it's windy out. I love it. I need it. You're in New York, right? Yeah, I'm in New York. Okay. How is it? it how does it feel? Happy today, so that's why I've seen the palm tree and no idea. It's been the most beautiful weather here in, in South Florida, and yeah, the entire quarantine. You go to the beach, they pick you up, which is good. It's good. It's just it sucks. It's sad. It's sad seeing this, and we're <laughs> stuck in here. Yeah, stuck inside. But what, what are we gonna do? Official workout or do something so I can check also them out. Yep, mm -hmm. not be disappointed. Mm -hmm. You will burn. I mean, people burn like. I don't know, a thousand calories. It's crazy. Yeah, I can imagine. And you're directed. You're directed live by a trainer. They're yeah. telling you what to do and they can see what you're doing. They can see what time, you're doing. Which, which is awesome. And they're just the most motivating, awesome people. Like really, mm -hmm. really badass. And so one one minor thing I want to touch on before we go. So I didn't realize you're doing podcasting as well. Oh my gosh. So so what's the so we, we do a podcast that jazz is, so I kind of understand um you know, the whole podcasting sphere. We do them like once or twice a month and it's all jazz related, but what's the experience like for you producing these podcasts? So it's the same client. Um, mm. and it was just out of a fluke. He was like, I wanted, I think I want to do a podcast and mm. it's great marketing tool for your business. Yep. Right. Because, um, but he's obsessed with fitness, like obsessed, but what he wanted to do was share kind of the behind the scenes, like the stuff that we don't always hear. Like, mm -hmm. for example, our first one, our first episode was being female in fitness. And he has four female mm -hmm. trainers talking about um, the difference. And it's kind of eye opening, you know, uh, guys, the double standards, the stuff. And I think what's great about it is it it opens you up to, to things you may not have noticed as a male or a female. And also it allows you to be a better citizen in your own gym, right? So if you listen to this, you're going to be a better person when, next time because now you're way more aware. Yeah. Um, and then the next one we did was, uh, Insta uh, you know, training uh, reality versus Instagram, right? Because mm -hmm. he wants <laughs> to pull with, you know, and we, he has four personal trainers who talk about, you know, what it's really like besides the sexy pics and the thousands of followers. And it's mm -hmm. so eye-opening to have people talk candidly about like, you know, image versus reality. And um, so anyways, he, he started this as um, 
something like a passion and also it's mm. good marketing for his business. Um, and for me, it's very much like doing a TV show. So you, yeah, need the, you need the intro, you need the intro like, hey, this is me and this is why I'm doing it. You need some set cool music. Then you need like, it, it was all the pieces just without the, the hard part. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's why we started one. Cause it's like, right? uh, you know, we, we, we have people like Don Shadle come on. Cause I don't know if, if you know, he, he acted in huh? a movie. Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was, it was basically about Miles Davis. And, and so it's easier to get some of these guys to come on when they're like, Hey, listen, you don't have to be in front of a computer. You don't have to have a camera. Like, let's just talk, let's have a chat. And I feel like people are more open when, you know, it isn't all eyes on them where they could just speak how they want to speak and talk how they want to talk and and just be open. I think it's easier when it's audio only. Yeah. And I know that I, you know, in New York, you're on a train a lot, you're commuting a lot. Like it saves me to listen to I just love mm-hmm. listening to whether it be comedy or, you know, I just took up running. So like running podcasts or meditation or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Um, I think it's, it's just fascinating to be taken to another world and just visually I mean, visually turn off and just listen and have it just go right yeah. to your brain. It's amazing. No, I'm it's with like, you. That's like well, Lonnie, I want to thank you so much for for joining us today. This was an amazing conversation. Uh, it thank was really you. enlightening. I, I, I love being able to hear about the virtual directing because it's something I've always thought of that could happen, but I've actually never put it into practice. So it's great to see you put it into practice and actually do it successfully. Thanks so much. And anyway, uh, yeah, and I think just, reach out to me like people just it's all about getting together as you know filmmaking anything creative the more minds the better and so we're all problem solving right now we're all trying to figure it out and i'm happy to share what i've been able to think up and what people have shared with me and um just talking with you guys this is awesome to see i just my sons who grow who grew up well thank you again for joining us i mean it was it was a, a, an absolute joy to have you on and i'm that you know diego was like when i told him that you were coming on he's like lonnie lonnie's how did you even get her yeah, I was like, <laughs> like how did that even but no it's this has been so insightful for me the whole directing part and what you're doing with the virtual is creative it's innovative and in a time where everything seems like it's stopping you're not letting that knock you down you're you're going past those barriers and being creative and that's what we need creative energy to get through this in a way that even after it's done this is something that we can still use this new way of doing things virtually and and using the technology we have in a way that's uh smart and fun and creative so Mm -hmm. you're doing that i'm gonna check out that video and i was gonna ask you you know it would be cool for the people that are watching this video and if we could find the video that we did with you for the travel channel stuff that would be so cool and diego's asking me he's like can you find that and i'm like yeah. man i don't know i don't know if we can well, i that. have an episode but uh-huh. it's so it's at my apartment but i you know what let's talk offline because i would have to get back to the city i'm up state new york right now but um mm-hmm. i have i have an episode they've taken them all offline right because they sell them so oh, but i don't know let's let's put our minds to it because i would lo- i actually think that's a great idea 
Yeah, cool. no, I'd love to see it again. And Lonnie, we'd love to have you back on. Uh, I know I was talking a little bit to you offline about maybe doing some more roundtable filmmaking discussion. So to absolutely keep in touch and, and get that rolling, especially while we're all kind of stuck at home, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much, you guys. Cool. No problem. All righty, guys. Well, we will catch you next time on the happy hour. Thank you all for joining us and adios. Adios. <laughs>